At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. about it. Everything's fine. Our president of the globe, President Biden, has announced today that the White House is working on a global strategy to increase natural gas production. Oh, a global. You know, if he would just if you would just look here in the United States, we, we I mean, we we could do that. I mean, it's really quick and easy. In fact, he was the one who turned it off. So maybe he could just turn it back on. There's got to be a switch someplace in the White House, I think. Also, he's thinking now about sending 5,000 troops to Eastern Europe. You know, not to Ukraine, but to the neighbors of Ukraine. Basically saying, okay, Ukraine you can take, but don't you go any further than this. Wow, I bet Putin is shaking in his boots today. This and so much more, including people standing up this weekend in Washington, D.C. for life and their right to not have to wear a mask. Enough is enough. Karen has written in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I was skeptical at first, but it is working. I have less and less pain in my joints every day, and I'm now able to keep up with my grandkids with little to no pain. Karen, thank you so much for writing in. Thank you so much uh, for uh, just trying it. I mean, it doesn't work for everybody, but 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month because they do find themselves either out of pain or lessening pain. I My pain is almost entirely gone. I'll have flare-ups from time to time, but man, it's nothing. I got my life back. Get your life back. Try it. The three-week quick start. It's developed for you a dollar a day. You take something at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Try the trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have tried it. About 70% of the people go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. All right. Here we are. Another day, another dollar. Yeah, maybe maybe another 80 cents. A dollar isn't what it used to be. Yeah. So we are seeing a big, uh, big set of economic consequences maybe coming home uh, mm-hmm. To roost. What? We've had two years of basically spending ourselves out of the consequences of the pandemic, right? Hmm. Printing money. No, no, no. No, there was no reason for 
what was the what was the blip? Everything was going great. Never really. The stock market kept going up. I mean, we closed all businesses except for the big businesses. We completely choked off everything. And we gave a bunch of people a lot of money so they could just go buy stuff. So, I mean, that seems like a really good idea. Our, our current uh, Starbucks near our home uh, opens at 1.30 p.m. Uh, my Whoa, Starbucks wait, my Starbucks next to our home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a friend who's a neighbor and he, he, he texted me at the, at the drive-thru and he said, Starbucks doesn't have any cups. They don't know when they'll get cups cups so they're not selling any coffee i was looking at charts of the the shelves being stocked and they yeah. they, they track this stuff we are in a cataclysmic collapse of refrigerated dough right now glenn to the point that i don't know if we can survive as a civilization that makes cinnamon buns at home i don't think that's gonna that's not part of our society anymore uh, bizarrely I mean, they're all down, but refrigerated dough, the worst one. All I can think of is grandma. (laughs) Where are you, grandma? Uh, So the 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 couple big things, obviously, the market's down again today. If you look at the charts, all red, all red every single day. Uh, Cryptocurrency, as it typically does, is way down. It's way down. It's 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 a an exaggerated version of everything else that's going on. Mm -hmm. So. One of the things that is in the news today is the Biden administration set to take on crypto in particular. Mm-hmm. They want they've made comments about it before. They've hinted they don't like it. They have to. They've said they're going to look into restrictions. Now they are leaking to financial media that they're coming for it. They're going to mm-hmm. they're going to crack down on. They crypto. have to. They have to. They have to. Now, with that being said. I mean, I bought crypto when it was very, very cheap, and I didn't sell it at 70, and I'm not selling it today at 35. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there are so many huge institutions and huge Democratic people that are wildly vested into uh, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in particular. I mean, Coinbase, all of these things, they're... I just I can't imagine it completely going away. But intellectually, it has to go away. If the Great Reset is really going to happen, which it is, if that happens, it must go away. They must control all currency. The greenback is a thing of the past. It just hasn't caught up to you yet. And people will say, well, I don't use cash anymore anyway. It is not about ease of convenience and ease of use. It is all about controlling exactly what you do and don't do in your life. I mean, they would have records of every one of your transactions. Oh, no. They will be able to, in real time, Mm. in real time, stop you from buying things, doing things, in real time. So... You mentioned the big players on the left. I mean, you know, Jack from Twitter, for example, yeah. is not only heavily invested into cryptocurrency, but he owns a multi-billion dollar business that is in the middle of expanding its crypto operations. Uh, you know, Correct. But is that just for cryptocurrency to be easier to use? Or is it specific cryptocurrency? 
But what I'm asking is, could the U.S. digital dollar just be the vehicle that runs on that system? I mean, it could certainly. It's, I'm sure they would honor it, right? I'm sure they would look into it. Coinbase has basically uh, launched their own, not their own, but they're involved in a in a in a circle, uh, which <laughs> yeah. uh, which helps this you know a stable coin a usdc which essentially is it's not controlled by the government but it is equal to a dollar there's several stable coins like this some of them are centralized some of them are decentralized but the bottom line is like there is so much money invested in cryptocurrency now and in cryptocurrency related businesses many of them are big time players on the left, not just the right. It's really one of those things that isn't partisan. It's one of the few things that isn't partisan in our society. So I know it's been a while, but did you read or do you remember enough or should you do a refresher on the the chapter on um, modern monetary theory from the book? Yeah, I mean, I read it only a couple of weeks or last okay. week, two All weeks right. ago, whenever it came that, out. That to me should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. They, there is no way out. Okay. No, I don't, I don't, I don't mean for us. No, 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 answer. no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Not for us. For them, hmm. there is no way out for the federal government as they see it. So they will become more and more draconian because they have to. You know, I, I had a friend um, ask me this weekend. So, Glenn, I mean, is everybody involved in this evil? Because I don't believe that. And I'm like, no, they're not. This is exactly what I went through in 2008. In 2008. I mean, I knew the former head of Goldman Sachs. He was a friend of mine. Uh, I knew I lived in a town where it was 95 percent Wall Street people. OK, they were all the biggest bankers, the biggest investors. They ran the economy. After when I was getting ready to leave in 2009, it, during the crash, I was the only person that did not have my house up for sale. The only house on my street and it was a long street that was not for sale was mine okay because they were all in 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 you know all in the financial industry and they were all lost everything and beforehand i kept saying to them and they mocked me honestly they did and i i said to them i'm probably wrong i mean guys it's either a blessing that i don't have the education that you do or I'm just stupid and wrong because I don't have the ed education. And they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, all of the players, you know, all of the systems, you know, all of the excuses that calm your fear. And your biggest excuse is too much money, Glenn. There's too much money. That money is protected. No one can allow all of that money just to be flushed down the toilet. It can't. Too big of players, too much money. I said, well, but that's not a plan. No, but that's why these systems will work. But that's, that's not a good reason why they work. That's a good motivation to make them work. But that's not the reason they work. And so everybody was dismissing things. Right now, everyone is dismissing that the world will come off of the United States dollar as the world's reserve currency. Everyone you talk to, I talk to these people still, and they all will tell me the same thing. And I'm saying the same thing back to them. You, th that is a motivation. You know, we're the strongest on the heap, but you are betting that no one will finally say, you know what? They're going to hell in a handbasket. I'm getting out while the getting is good. Anybody else with me? 
that is what's going to happen. And when that happens, and our Fed is saying it's never going to happen. Our Treasury is saying it's never going to happen. Our government is saying it's never going to happen. It will happen. It will happen. And when it does, they've got to be out and lock everybody into their own digital currency or whatever it is we turn to. Right. Because the modern monetary theory, basically the theory being that you can print money until until oblivion, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, if inflation starts, which I mean, who's to see that that might be coming. Um, if inflation starts, you can control it because you have control of the system. Right? You have you to can, have control. You have to have control of of several things. You have to have control of labor. Mm-hmm. So there's your labor union thing. You have to have control of uh, production, and they're doing it through public-private partnerships, ESG. You get these companies to play along through Mm. these scores, okay? Who's putting these scores together? The financial markets. Why are the financial markets doing it? Why are the biggest banks in the country doing it? Because they are the Fed, and the Fed is the one holding the bag that has to say, we're going to go to a digital currency right now. Okay, Mm -hmm. they're the ones hanging in the bag. So they're using the people with the most to gain and the most to lose. The government is using those people to put this framework in of public private partnerships to be able to say, you need to make more of this. You need to make less of this. You need to get that out now. And if you don't like it, we can we have a golden stakeholder share in your company. And you're going to do it because the United States government tells you to do it. And if you won't do it, then you're out and we'll put a new board of directors in. It's fascism. And it strikes me, and and, and I know you mentioned this in the book as well, and you go into more depth on it, but it strikes me that if you have the biggest problem with MMT, aside from all the problems we would have it, it, but their problem with MMT is you can't let anyone outside of that little system. Correct. If you have a controlled, if you have walls around everybody and they can move around inside those walls, this maybe works. But if there's a escape hatch and they can get out through the, the through best the way wall, to understand like this, cryptocurrency. Correct. It's over. It's the over. best way to understand this um, is it is a financial Berlin wall. You cannot let your citizens out. Mm. Because if there's an escape hatch, then the whole thing falls apart. You have to keep them in. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So the idea from the Fed is that they're trying to get the central banks all over the world to accept a new U.S. digital currency, which will replace the U.S. dollar to the average individual's high, high, high cost and loss. They're trying to get the world to accept a u.s digital currency and trade it for the u.s dollar if they can do that then they can get everybody on board and they say everybody just uses this as the gold standard there's nothing that buys or sells except this if they can't get the world to do it they have to have america do it but at that point if the rest of the world jumps off of our world reserve currency which i believe they will it's insane to think that that's not a real possibility if they jump off we are venezuela overnight overnight i want to tell you something else let me give me give me 1 minute i want to tell you about something the world economic forum did just last december that plays into this and makes your knowledge knowing what the great reset is so vital 
helping you helping others understand it absolutely vital and the steps that i outlined some of them in the book and i'll give it to you again imperative let me explain in 60 seconds my patriot supply the country is being eased into the great reset you know it i know it if you've done your homework and you've only really gone to the wef websites and read their articles and their white papers and everything else you know and it's uh, it's already beginning to create disasters if you've been paying attention to the hikes in inflation and the supply chain shortages you know what i'm talking about are you ready Please, right off the bat, first things first, do you have a good stockpile of emergency food? And don't let anybody know you have it because you'll be called a hoarder. You need a stockpile of really good quality, long-term food, food that can last 25 years because this may not happen, but something else will. When it comes to emergency supplies, my Patriot Supply is my go-to. I've purchased for them for like 15 years. Uh, and they have their popular four-week emergency food kit. Everyone in your family should have at least four weeks of food. If something really bad goes down, you have 2,000 calories every day. You have breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and drinks. Don't procrastinate. Act now. Save $50 on each one of those kits. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10-second station ID. You know, I tell these things to you not to freak you out, but to prepare you. Um, You will be the only ones not freaked out when you start seeing these things because you'll know what they are and you'll be prepared for it. And others will need your calm, guiding hand to go. I know what's going on. Don't worry. Here's what we do. Now, let me show you that. uh, Do you remember what, what was it? Event 201, Stu, do you remember Um, The World Economic Forum and the Gates Foundation and everything else, they put together something in September of 2019 before the pandemic. And they brought the world together for the first ever coronavirus pandemic war game. This is three months before it came out. And they called the world together. They had the biggest banks. They had the representatives of the biggest businesses. They had all of the central banks that were there, many world leaders that were there. And they took a weekend and they war gamed. What do we do if a coronavirus pandemic comes out? The reason why this is important is because when it did break out just a couple of months later and the advice was close everything down, President Trump said, well, how do you even do that? What, what, is, what is that going to look like? That's when the Federal Reserve walked in with Event 201, the book that had already been wargamed, and said, don't worry, Mr. President, we've already wargamed it. Here's what you do step by step. They, they are the ones that gave us this. All of everything we've done in the coronavirus pandemic, all of the response was already pre-planned and war-gamed by the World Economic Forum and others three months before this happened. Last December, they held another war game. And this one is all about a coming economic global meltdown that will include bank holidays and everything else. 
it is vital that you understand this. And tomorrow I will try to give you more information on it. I'm up against the clock here, but it is vital that you understand what they came up with because they are going to shut down any voice that says you got to get away from the big banks. You got to get your money and put it locally. You have to do this or these things are coming. As soon as they start to see real meltdowns coming, by the way, Dow is down almost 700 points today, seventh day in a row. As soon as people start to go, I don't know if I trust the system. The first thing they decided in this war game is they must shut down voices that are telling people what to do outside of what the big banks and the Federal Reserve and the federal government are telling you to do. So, you better learn this now. And it's why I say, please get a not just a digital copy, but get a copy that is hard bound of the Great Reset, because those things could be banned. And they'll say, because these, as they said, they are causing disruptions and they are making this global financial meltdown worse. They are bringing it on. There is precedence for this. But this time, it will be very serious. If you thought the crackdown on voices will be bad, uh, was bad during COVID, it, was, it is nothing. It was a trial balloon to see how bad things could get when all of your money is at stake. I'm telling you now, not because of the meltdown, but because of ESG and all of the things that this government and the globalists are doing, to control your money take your money out of these big banks and get it into a local bank don't put it under your bed or anything else put it in a local bank one that will lend local people local money we've got to keep our small businesses and our towns alive put your money in a local bank now the glenn back program when is the last time somebody really went above and beyond what your expectations were? When was the last time somebody really wowed you with the quality of their work? Let me tell you a little bit about Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's my company, and I started it nine years ago, believe it or not, because I got tired of dealing with real estate agents who didn't meet my expectations. And honestly, it was my fault. I didn't even know how to interview. I, didn't, I don't know what questions to ask. Can you tell my house? Yes. Okay. When you're ready to buy or sell a house, you need somebody who is an expert in that field. And my company works with the absolute best agents in the country. And if we have one that's in your area, we'll recommend them to you. If we don't have somebody in your area, we're not just going to pull one out of the hat. They all know the best practices. They're the top sellers, and they're going to help you plan everything out. You want to go above and beyond. You're absolutely going to get it with realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you realestateagentsitrust.com sell your house fast buy the right house same speed get the best prices on both ends whether it's across the street or across the country realestateagentsitrust.com blazetv.com slash glenn is the place to go to get your subscription to blaze tv the code the great reset will save you 15 bucks This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. I want to give you a COVID update. I don't know if you've noticed things are dramatically changing. 
Um, the UK is back to fully open. Uh, there are no COVID restrictions uh, left. They are the most open place in Europe. Uh, people are starting to rise up in Europe. They want their lives back. Uh, even here in the United States, there's a big uh, rally on the mall in Washington, D.C. against these mandates and, and everything else. People want their life back. I'm going to play some audio for you in a few minutes about um, uh, from Bill Maher. His panel, they cheered. They cheered when he and Barry Weiss uh, spoke about how this has got to end. This has got to end. We've done what we were supposed to do. Enough is enough. There's an article that came out last week uh, in The Federalist. I'm triple vaccinated pharma, uh, a pharma executive. Here's why I quit over my company's vaccine mandate. This is a very brave man, John uh, Soriano. Welcome, John. Welcome to the program. It's an honor, Glenn. Thank you very much. So, so tell me, first of all, you, you worked for two pharmaceutical companies, right? Big pharmaceutical comp- companies. Well, one was quite big. Um, the one that I recently resigned from was actually small, but growing. Okay. And uh, tell me your, your journey here through the vaccines and everything else, where you were and what you were thinking when it first hit and the vaccines and, and then how you ended up where you are now on my program. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> thanks. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm, uh, as my article says, I'm actually in the headline, I'm triple vaxxed. So obviously um, for, I made the personal choice for myself that I think that they're effective. Uh, all, as I know from my work in the pharmaceutical industry, all drugs have side effects, every single one. You can, uh, you can take too much aspirin and that could have side effects, but I made the decision that it was worth it for me. Uh, and also I have uh, lots of people who depend on me. So I, I decided to take it for myself. Um, so I work at a company and, um, where I was on the executive committee, uh, which is the highest level committee of the, of the company and the decision-making body. Um, and the way it works is the executive committee discusses matters and, uh, you may not be in favor of everything the committee decides, but at the end of the day, part of the deal is you, you voice your opinion and then if you don't agree with the opinion, you, you should align yourself with that opinion and go out and, and preach the gospel on whatever opinion that is. Okay. 900, 999 times out of a thousand, that's not morally problematic at all because they're very prudential judgments about whether we should spend money on a certain R&D project or, or you know, open, open a branch in, in France or Germany. You know, I may not, not agree with all the decisions that are made, but I don't have any moral dilemma if I go against what I think. Correct. This, this one was, was quite different. It was quite a, quite a bright line. Um, my company um, had been sort of inching up uh, to a mandate, um, and I sort of was able to live with some of the incremental steps uh, that, they, uh, that they pursued. For example, not requiring the VAX, but saying that if you wanted to come into headquarters, um, you, should be, you should get the VAX. That was not problematic for most people, since most people were uh, working remotely from home. And uh, frankly, most of them were pretty happy doing that. Um, then rather, and I sort of feared it was coming, but then rather suddenly the company made the decision rather abruptly over one weekend um, that they were going to require, require the vax or get fired by a date certain um, there was also, you know, an avenue to, to, to pursue exemptions. 
I'll note, though, the things that were very problematic about that. Um, one was is that this was issued even before the OSHA mandate had even been promulgated as a draft. So the company did this on its own without any legal obligation to do so. In addition, the company, when it was first issued, did not have an off-ramp for testing. Even, even the OSHA mandate, as bad and coercive as that was, uh, had a, a testing alternative. We did not. It was either get faxed um, or you're fired, again, subject to any, any exemptions you might get. Um, you know, also extremely problematic is there was no, uh, no consideration of natural immunity at all. Um, we know, I think the science is compelling, as we know, that natural immunity confers, I think we know now it's better immunity. I think even the CDC right. concedes now, now yeah. that certainly during the Delta phase, you're better off having natural immunity than, than vaccination. But there was no consideration of that um, whatsoever. There was also no consideration of the fact that, as we know now, through compelling evidence, um, that if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed, you can both get and transmit the virus. Um, a lot of people came to that conclusion now uh, because of Omicron. My, I believe that we knew that with compelling evidence even before Omicron. Mm -hmm. um, so we have this odd situation in, and I'll talk about my industry since I know about it, but we have this odd situation where companies are firing sales reps. I'm hearing from, after my article appeared, I'm hearing lots of heart-wrenching tales from from folks in in other pharma companies where uh, they've been they've been they haven't gotten the vax by date certain and they've been fired. Um, my company um, uh, decided not to do that yet. Um, my information is is that anyone who applied for an exemption got the exemption, but for a period of ninety days, I believe, and then mm. it would be re re revisited. However, and I'll, in our industry, we have these things called pharma sales reps. And the job of pharma sales reps, which is how we sell our products, for better or for worse, um, they go to doctor's offices and hospitals and talk, uh, talk about the product. Uh, and that's how they sell. And their compensation is, is based uh, largely on, how, uh, on, on their selling the product. The pharma reps, uh, uh, if you're unvaxxed, my current information, and I, 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 I hasten to add, I, don't, I may not have the most current information, but, I've, but my current information is that if you're unvaxxed, you may not go out in the field. You may not go and ply your trade out in doctor's offices, even if you are virus free. Conversely, if you are vaxxed, whether and whether or not you have the virus, because they're not testing for it, uh, you can go and ply your trade and go to doctor's offices and, and sell the product. So let me ask there you, is, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, you're you're describing what all of us have have now seen um, and you saw it firsthand. You were called an anti-vaxxer, which you're not. You were called a science denier, which you're not. Um, why are these companies do it, th doing this? They have all of the information. They know what the truth is. What 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 is this all about? Yeah, well, that's a that's a obviously a great question. I do think there's and these, I hate to add my company. It's a very fine company that makes products that help people. It's full of, of very nice and fine and smart people, um, including including the executive committee, including the CEO. They're nice, fine, intelligent people who want to do good uh, for society. I think it's um, I think it's it's a phenomenon of of over deference to 
the CDC and Dr. Fauci. Um, every time, you know, we had these discussions, the argument on the other side would be, well, Dr. Fauci says, the CDC says, as if that was, was a definitive end to the argument. I think there is an overwhelming bias in, in, in favor of deference to the CDC and to the health authorities, a deference which I, let's say, I just look at more skeptically. You know, when I think, you know, on any topic, you could have 100 facts about that topic. 50 of the facts argue in favor of position A, and 50 of the facts argue against position A. I think that's what's going on here uh, is that is that the companies are looking only at the facts that support the position they want to take and discarding the other facts. So therefore, that's the best answer I can give as to why they're ignoring the clear and compelling silence. So I can't I can't I can't think of another reason. Give me um, give me your your thought on um, the state of science and the medical community, because I think they are hurting themselves by doubling down at this point. They are hurting themselves so profoundly that it will take a long time to recover when they come out. And there is, you know, another, you know, another virus that is nasty. A lot of people are going to dismiss anything they say because of this. This is so dangerous for science and for doctors and for truth. Do you see any anything turning away from this? Well, I see it. Uh, I see it. I, I see I see a couple of, 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 of green sprouts. Certainly, we've seen companies that after the OSHA mandate was struck down, companies like Starbucks and I believe GE mm-hmm. rescinded the mandate. So uh, it's a sad state of affairs when Starbucks is more on top of the science uh, than, than science-based uh, companies. My, my former company, I do know that they've granted all the exemptions that were, uh, that were uh, asked for. Other companies have not. Um, so I take that as a sign that perhaps, I don't know this for a fact, that perhaps that's sort of their way of backing off of it, is that they'll grant every exemption, exemption that's granted. It's still on the books, though, and they can, they can invoke it at any time. So the sort of damage still, still hangs over um, people's heads. So, uh, but I agree with you, Glenn. I believe uh, the credibility uh, of the health authorities is severely under, undermined here um, because there's lots of reasons and lots of times we should believe them. So um, is your, if, you, if you tell if, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, there's also, can I, can I just mention one, one aspect of this that I believe is under-discussed? Sure. And it bothers, it bothers me a lot, but people don't seem to discuss it. My company was a multinational company and had operations in Europe and Japan. When the VAX mandate came out, get back to your fired, it applied only to U.S. employees. It did not apply to Europe and did not apply to Japan. Wow. Because get, get, guess what? You can't, under the, under the local laws, uh, uh, require uh, employees to get vaxxed. So therefore, it created this caste system in my mind where U.S. workers had less rights than their counterparts in other countries. In Japan, in fact, you cannot, not only cannot you require a vaccine, you cannot even inquire as to the vaccine status of your employees. So that, that to me, that, that to me really, really irks me because American workers are put in this lower caste of protection as compared to their counterparts in, 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 in Europe and Japan. John, thank you for your bravery. Are you having a hard time finding another gig? Are you kind of on the, you know, on the crap list or what, what, what's happening with you? 
<laughs> That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. So yeah. I, 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 I've spoken, my, 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 my future is open. I would like to return to the industry, but obviously I don't want to go back to a company where what I did is a problem with them. So I've actually had discussions with executive recruiters where I said, listen, there's something you should know about me. And I tell them what I did. And I said, tell the companies that may be looking for someone with my, with my expertise this is what I did. If they don't want me for that reason, I don't want to go work there. Yeah, good for you. Conversely, conversely, if it, does, if, it's, if it doesn't bother them that I did what I did, or if they're affirmatively in favor of it, I would be really excited about going to work there. So, um, so we'll see what we'll see what happens. John, we'll follow your story. Thank you so much, John Soriano. He is a former pharmaceutical executive fighting against the mandates. He put his money where his mouth is. He lost a lot of money by doing this. You can follow him on his uh, website, Sorianity.com or Soriano John D on Twitter. John, thank you. Back in a minute. All right. Here's the thing about your car. You need it. Because unless you recently won the lottery, trading it in and getting a used car is still going to cost you an arm and a leg. A used car. Good luck getting a new car. The Biden economy is a perilous place. And if your car breaks down and it's out of warranty, your best option at this point is going to, get, is going to be getting it fixed. Now, what is that going to cost you? How long is it going to take? Do they have the parts? If you have CarShield, you don't have to worry about it for a covered repair. CarShield is the best. They have affordable monthly plans. You can pay as little as around 100 bucks a month. And you're locked into that rate, so it's not going to go up on you. CarShield takes care of everything, including, you know, picking you up on the side of the road, getting you a rental car for as long as you need it, and dealing with paying the mechanic or dealership of your choice. So don't wait until it's too late. The check engine light comes on for all of us eventually. Don't let yourself break out in cold sweat when it does. Car Shield, best defense against the costly repairs of life. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Deductible may apply. Carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to play Bill Maher and Barry Weiss from this weekend talking about the pandemic vaccine and mask mandates. Listen to this. I'm done. With this question? No, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. That. It's yeah. like I, I went so hard on COVID. I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, <laughs> we all did it, right? And, no, no, we didn't all okay, do it. Well, well, here's the thing. A lot no, of us, we didn't all do it. A lot it. of us did do it. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a trumper. I'm sorry, if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago and you will find out that 
cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. Mm -hmm. The city of Mm. Flint, Michigan, which is 80%, I think, minority students, has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think... This is a crowd. That's a liberal Bill Maher crowd. At this point, it's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's a pandemic of bureaucracy. A Mm. pandemic of bureaucracy. That's Barry Weiss, formerly of the New York Times, on the Bill Maher show. And Bill's stance is, no, I didn't do any of that stuff because I thought it's been ridiculous from the beginning. The tide is turning. This is the Glenn Beck.